What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. What's up, yeah. everybody? I'm gonna have to yeah. keep my head in a certain place to block that sun. <laughs> that was a new yeah. video, huh? Was that a new uh, video? No, no, that's the that's the DUH one. We're uh, so used to the Maximo one. I guess that's oh, that is true. That's that the other true. one. Uh, um, I always feel I like, like when one. Gary's not here, I want to run it because we always run Maximo. I feel like there's still a need to run DUH too. <laughs> I used to. Be- no, yeah, DoorDash is a big deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's just because he has more users on DUH and he's he's always looking to get more onto Maximo and stuff. But I still believe, you know, that's, but there's 10 times the dashers than any other platform. So <laughs> there's a lot of people who, you know, need to see both. But um, DoorDash is synonymous. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was gone last week. So I didn't do anything correctly here. Uh, so welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo Roundtable. Uh, I want to welcome Kim, Side Money Plans. I want to welcome Hannibal, is hungry. Um, I want to welcome John, Dash Theory TV. And we have a guest with us this week. We have Shiana, and she is from uh, Montreal. Uh, do you say Quebec or, or Quebec? I say Quebec. Okay. But French is yeah. really Quebec. Yeah, Quebec, yeah. Okay. okay, so, um, but she is from the same market or kind of as Ash. We've had Ash on before, and so uh, she's got a channel. You guys should check out her videos; are great. Um, and I don't, you know me, I don't plug everybody's channel. It's not that I forget either; I just don't. <laughs> Take that how you will. <laughs> but, I'm on um, then. But yeah, we got there's a ton of stories here. We'll see what we can get through um, in the in the hour because some of them might cross over to tomorrow. But I tried to pull up a few Canadian ones too um, that I think are extremely relevant. But one of the first thing before we even jump into the articles, I wanted to and welcome. By the way, welcome chat. And I'll get to you guys in a minute. But chat. I wanted I wanted to talk about something that um, that I that Mac and I, Mac from Portland and I did a podcast yesterday for the Para channel. And it's a it's gonna be a two-part. Nova Dasher and David and Mac and myself are doing the second part next week. It has to do with DoorDash deactivations, their relationship with Checker, what's going on. There's some messed up stuff going on. And DoorDash is always guilty of wrongful deactivations accusing people of things checker is you know like 70 percent good at their job um so i mean it's like the worst app in the world to do a background check 
So there's a lot of reasons, but there's a lot of things in the past two weeks that have happened to a lot of dashers who I know have never had issues at all. And I'm just the last two weeks alone, either deactivated, you know, you and and the weakest deactivation in my book is the one that says there's been fraudulent activity on your account because you can't get any more information on it. And that's just where it's left. It's crazy. So I wanted to see what you guys thought. I saw Hannibal put out a video on DoorDash today. Um, and I'm just curious, you know, like is is DoorDash finally because look pandemic it was pandemic but after the pandemic doordash made sure that the way that they acquired the market share was to have like they do now four million plus uh dashers in the u.s alone so there's not even there's like 1.2 million uber eats people on the platform so you you're talking 25 percent. so the market share goes to doordash they earned that but are they now just trying to thin the herd are they literally because like Nova Dasher's at 21, almost 22,000 lifetime deliveries. He's got a 4.99 rating. He's got uh, only one um, contract violation in the last 100. Um, I was just looking at his stats. I mean, it's just ridiculous, like his stats. And Mac is pretty much the same. Why are you deactivating people who are pretty much perfection? I think what, I think what you're saying, what you said earlier about it being like an idea to thin the herd is probably pretty accurate. Um, everyone is just a number. They're not looking at individuals. So anything can spark something. And it could be obviously problems with their software and how they, you know, the glitching, finding things that may not necessarily be true. I mean, Nova Dash has been, I mean, I've seen his content for a long time. Yeah. He does everything, in my opinion, by the book. I don't think he does any kind of funny kind of content where he's, Pretending to eat someone's food or doing things where you say, okay, that may be a bit, uh, you know, a for a problem, but he's a pretty solid uh, guy. So for him to be deactivated for putting in years, I mean, he's been doing it before the pandemic. I think he's been doing at least five years of DoorDash. There's something wrong. And I think they are thinning the hurt. And They're no really email just, either. Yeah. Or it's he, just not enough even, information. On he didn't even get an email is. about it, though. He just yeah. got, he just opened the app and was deactivated. Usually people do that. And then they go to their email. There's an email. Yeah, hopefully it wasn't he, even correspondence. But hopefully he can get back on it. Hopefully there's, you know, sometimes it happens. Like I've I've seen it where people are able to get reactivated. It's not very, uh, it's not a regular occurrence. But there's definitely they have too many dashers. They know that. So anything could spark uh, deactivation. They have like four million dashers. Do they do they do they really need that many? No, no. So. Even the pandemic, I mean, they look at the goal is to have 3000% as many dr drivers as you need at any given time. Right. And to the drivers that kills us. Like, and I'm kind of curious, like for uh, you up in Canada, I mean, like what is, I mean, you guys don't, I'm guessing you don't use checker for your background checks. It's an app, um, but I'm kind of wondering how that whole process goes. You know, like how do you guys get brought onto the platforms and, I don't remember which company they used to do the background check. I just remember that it was extremely easy with DoorDash versus all of the other apps. Let's not even talk about Uber Eats. Um, but with DoorDash, it was, I signed up. That was the first one that I signed up to. I signed up and the next day I was like, you're good to go. And I was like, oh, wait, what, but what do I do? Like, how? What? How do I so, do this? Like, what's going on? So Mac, my friend in Portland, pointed out that he, he's he been doing this since uh, 2018. 
And he pointed out to me all the apps out there, but he DoorDash specifically, he pointed out that he does he he said no he said no background check was ever originally done on it. I don't know that to be true at that time. I do know Mac to be a pretty honest guy. He might be forgetting something too, but if he says it, maybe it is true. If that's the case, from what I could tell from him, this seemed to be like the first time he's ever had a background check from DoorDash. I've heard stories, and I don't have the like the exact you know um, information where they get someone will be on the platform for a while, and then they get deactivated based on something that came up on their background check. But like, how did it come up on it if you already had it to get on DoorDash? So you've been. I was actually I did a video on this like a couple of months ago. You you know this guy he's like I've been doing DoorDash pretty well the whole time. Something came up with like an old court issue he he resolved. But he was already on the platform making money, not causing any problems. That his his scores were pretty well. So I don't know. I, I don't understand for the that process. that like issue where something comes back up. That's something I'd expect to see on Uber Eats, not on DoorDash. Because as Uber Eats, as long as I've been on there, I'm ninety nine percent sure that I've gotten that checker background check email complete every year. I've been on Uber Eats. Right now, DoorDash, I've seen that just that one time you signed up. So the fact that DoorDash is rerunning any background checks is uh, suspicious <laughs> in itself. Okay, but but okay, so that's part of my question, John. Did do you know for certain if DoorDash did or did not run a background on you when you first signed up? Oh, I, I know for certain they did. I remember did. that okay. being as a part part of the process. Yeah. yeah well, I'm I mean, just... who phrase that? I know I got an email from Checker saying that one was done. Did they actually do it? I have no clue. And see yeah, that I remember, that, that, I remember checking go too. on the emails. See, that goes to my question because at Para for Para Works, we were dealing with we were looking at dealing with Checker. Their track record was so awful, it was worth paying a little extra money to be with a different company for what we needed it for, especially. But the, the I mean, like their efficiency rating was like 77%. It, it was ridiculous. Yeah, they're probably like the <laughs> big box mass. They're cheap. Check it's cheap they're, yeah. Right, it's cheap. So saving money. They don't really care about the I, making sure yeah. they're bringing on real like, cool people onto the platform. It's like, it's cheap. All right, go on. It was good enough. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. I think the worst thing about deactivations, even on any platform, but specifically DoorDash, is even if you didn't do anything, like you can't correct anything. You can't defend yourself. You can't, you know, defend your case. You're just deactivated. It's like, we're going to deactivate you and then we'll ask questions afterwards opposed to really finding out why we should be active deactivating this driver and then as a driver you feel helpless because i'm assuming i don't know i've never been deactivated but i can feel like wow i feel helpless because what did i do i did absolutely nothing but i can't even defend myself like how do i even get back on a platform i can't even defend myself which is just wrong all the way around yeah. That reminds me of the story from last week. We were talking about how in Seattle they're going to give the two week notice and, you know, a chance to defend yourself. And, you know, maybe the two week notice isn't the right approach, but I think that opportunity to defend yourself and, you know, before things are finalized is something that all the platforms should definitely have. Did, when, I mean, I, I didn't, I'm, I was, you know, I started the DoorDash during like the pandemic, but didn't before you met a real person or something when you joined DoorDash? Like there's some kind of local. Oh, with Lyft, you did. You used to. You, DoorDash, we used to. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember I, when I first signed up for DoorDash, I remember going to some place. I feel like that these, these, the element of just dealing with another human being 
to communicate, mm-hmm. to, like I said, deal with certain things that's gone wrong, try to mediate. I mean, human, we make fun of human resource jobs, but they kind of are important for certain important. kinds of, yeah, to, to mediate certain situations. There, there isn't a mediation. It's yeah. so cold. You have no idea. You're writing this appeal on why you thought, you know, this, you know, this contract violation you had is, is it legit or not? You don't know who's reading it. There's no connection. So that's just the one of the problems with these apps. Um, but, there there but, isn't a real human resource element to it. But what I don't get is supposedly when they originally, and I'm going back some years when I first started, they actually started, and I can be wrong, but I believe they started contract violations because it was kind of like you get three contract violations, you're out, three strikes, you're out. Like these are your warnings before you had to get deactivated. Now it's like contract violations don't even matter and you're just deactivated. Like they're not even using the contract violations as three strikes, you're out, you're just deactivated, which I felt like that's what the contract violations were there for and now they're not i don't know i just don't get it so you guys i put this in here because sergio sent it to me today Um, he was watching Mm -hmm. the premiere of the para thing that i'm talking about and he got me this and he said that for wrongful deactivations this is a company you can contact for free they will talk to you about it um you, you don't know why you're being deactivated so I guess it is wrong right, but because they, there's but no they information. Kn- right, but this company yeah. already knows that. They're aware of that. And then right. I see that JP is asking. Um, uh, I thought, Para, so at Para, we don't even use that stuff at all. The reason that we were pricing it out and looking at it was because the catering companies that we take on the orders from are, are also taking on ParaWorks drivers onto their platforms that aren't platforms. Like I can't tell you about some things. People have discovered catering platforms in their town that they didn't even know existed because they're very underground and for that we have recommended because there's different ways each of these catering things pays out to so the whole thing was more research for the people that were allowing to or when the people want to take them more onto into their sector again full transparency on paraworks and like if you want to if you want to like break away and go work with one of these companies almost like how i do with curry go ahead that's what it's there for i guess my next point in all of this is with deactivations there i don't know i just feel like it's just so wrong on so many different levels because when you think about background checks you have someone you know like all these like a couple of content creators like nova that we know personally that do everything right but yet we see an article like we just did a couple weeks ago where you see a guy who was like on parole and was waiting sentencing and did all these crimes and was going to do thousands of deliveries on doordash before he got sentenced so like there is just such a different level of hypocrisy is that the right word um mm-hmm. behind who's on the platform who's not on the platform and it's so not consistent and that's i think where the hr piece comes in because the hr person is supposed to keep things fair and consistent and that's just not happening yeah there's um, absolutely no rhyme right. or reason to what's going on and then to not have any information also so that you can't even defend yourself you can't even you know correct what you did wrong it's yeah i mean well, for, the, for, <clears throat> for those that want to know though when you are do when they they do send you something or they should be they always have they do send you something when they're about to do a background check 
And there's all, or at least as far as I know, in most of them, I'll say most, I know in most of them, there's a way to opt that you want to cop. I mean, you can also cop contact checker, I'm sure, but to opt that you want a copy of that report. Mm-hmm. I would always do that, you guys, and then file them away in your emails because in Mac's case, I need to, like, this is so weird. So Mac is from Idaho, Boise, lives in Portland for the last three years, Oregon. He, him and his family, I always make a joke about the Drivens having 17 kids. Mac truly does. He's my age. He has 10 kids and seven grandkids. Um, wow. Busy man. Like, yeah. Busy like, man. <laughs> <laughs> So he's always working in the area. He's done a lot of background checks for Uber Eats for some of the other platforms, and they know exactly where he's lived. He's got he's had an Oregon license that he uses on all the apps for past three years. Um, the last checker thing that happened, so he had a checker done about a month and a half ago on his Uber Eats, past flying colors. Okay, you're all good. Keep going. Then. Six weeks later, had another one done for DoorDash, and he found out that they were having that they actually he did get a little information out of Checker, which was that they were that he only lived. They're like, well, where where do you live now? Because three years ago you lived in Idaho. Are you still there? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you guys have run like fifteen checks on me. And and they're like, well, that's all we have is up till Idaho. And he's like, I left Idaho three years ago. My whole family lives in Portland. I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, I have an Oregon license on file with you. He's like, you've you've told other people I'm fine. You've done the background check. And he's that was yesterday. All this went down. So again, on the part two next week, we're going to find out what happened to Nova how it's been resolved, what exactly what went down with Max thing and how it got resolved. Because this is just strange stuff. Why would the same company have two different reports on you? And then yeah, this is the last thing I was going to say too. Don't they, when you get deactivated on these platforms, don't they like freeze your earnings? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other, yeah. I mean, dude, I, to me, I don't even care if you write that in the TOS. I don't know how that's legal. I don't, I don't know. They work either. things up in Canada, but here, in, at least in, in Colorado, and I know it's a state to state. Most states do it. The day you're fired, you're allowed all of your pay. That's how it should be. It should be the other way around. It should be like, we have to cash you out instantly for free if we deactivate you. That's what it should be. Yeah. It has to be illegal. How can you take someone's earnings that they've actually physically earned and have worked for and it's, take it away like it it's has in to the be doordash illegal. file it's set i mean in the doordash terms it says it and i don't even read all the terms but it says it it says, it says if what? you are deactivated mm-hmm. you are not you are not owed your pay for that period you are not so owed paid- you might be paid it but you're not owed it because what there's i think what they're saying is in, we're it gonna have to look at that period and see what else you did and if maybe you didn't earn any of that maybe you're just a thief or you know, but, some BS that but if like we, I understand if they freeze it while they investigate or something. But at some point you have to give people their money <laughs> that they worked for. See, unfortunately though, what are you gonna do? Sue them? We can't yeah. because you clicked the box saying you that you won't do civil you you won't do solo suits. You gotta right, you gotta you gotta take the route that doesn't do anything for you. There's a new TOS, by the way, as you're talking about Box, I got a new TOS today. I haven't dashed in maybe like two weeks, three weeks. And when I logged in, I was like, oh. And obviously, 
you have to check the box to start. Who's reading that as you're going out there to work oh, yeah. for a bit? So I didn't even get to read through it. I, I don't know. I haven't been on YouTube, so I don't know if anyone spoke about a new TOS, but yeah, a new one popped Well, up they always do it, like Kim pointed out. They always do it at lunch or when you need to go on that minute. They pick that perfect time where they're like, even if you would read it, you're not going to do it now. You have no time. <laughs> but if they wanted to, and I'm making this up, they can say every brunette person who works on the DoorDash has the potential of being deactivated tomorrow. They can put that in their terms of service and hold them accountable for it because it's in their terms of service, but then you can't <laughs> sue because it's not like it's just so convoluted. Like I just it baffles my brain. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shocked at this point that even if we don't have all the legislation in place and everything looks very sloppy at the moment, I am very surprised that we don't have something in place that at least says, like you're saying, like, hey, listen, unless they committed murder or something, get them their money. Yeah, there should be some easy legislation. Yeah, transparency. You're, easy, you're, your you're innocent until yeah. proven guilty. I mean... So even if they are investigating, you're still so, owed your money. Let me play devil's advocate here. So what if they're committing fraud or like something where they're manipulating something, either with the app And they or deserve or to have their accounts frozen because it's fraud. Frozen, but you still would pay them. I think they should be paid them and then they should, you know, obviously they deactivate you. And yeah. if it's above a certain amount, like you're saying it's $50,000 well, like, or even $2,000, maybe like, they'll okay, only give you this much. But I don't know if we're talking about, or at least the, 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 the case with Uber Lyft Phoenix, Aaron, right? He, he, I think it was like $1,700 he was owed. They didn't give him back to him. But they accused him of reporting restaurants closed when they were open. So, does that factor in like well you've collected a lot of money and again i don't think i don't think he did that but that's what he was accused of doing even if he did do that it's actually did, it's but... okay but it's okay that's in the terms of service but it is actually okay what he if he did do that but mm. why can't they do and this happened to me you know going back into my retailers if an employee got caught stealing or whatever, even if it's money, clothing, whatever, like they still got paid, but they had to pay restitution back to the company yeah. for stealing what stole. So why can't they do the same judgment on dashers, like actually charge them restitution with some kind of like court of law to get their money back. And that way it's legal giving the dashers the money that they actually owe their owed by working the platform. But I think that's because they probably have no evidence. It'd be a whole kangaroo court. Like it, they're, they're lazy. That's, they yeah, they, can, they can't prove. Yeah, but why? Or, or you over three dollars and fifty cents. But to go like a step farther, why not do something? I mean, at least here's something because, like, let's be honest. With four million dashes, and we're not even talking about Canada. We're not even talking about her neck of the woods. We're just talking about four million here. With four million dashers and the amount of deactivations that go on a day, if they're holding that for even a week, because on most most of the time, they end up just not allowing you instant payout, but they'll pay you out on your next day, whether it be five days or seven days. They'll still get you the money. Here's my thing. Do you know how much money you can make holding just even a driver's $1,000 for a week if you're doing 100,000 drivers a day? Like the interest you can make on investing that. This is the kind of sketchy stuff that I don't put past them. Look, that they're taking, okay... Aaron's owed fifteen hundred bucks. Put that in. Put that in there. Make us a hundred bucks. Then get him his fifteen hundred in six days. 
Can I make a public service announcement? Yes. Drivers, if you're watching this, cash out every day. I don't care whether it's $1.99. I don't care whether it's 50 cents. Cash out every single day. If you wait until the end of the week, even if you're part-time and have $150 to $300, you're telling DoorDash or any of these companies that that's their money to take and it's not. It's yours. Please cash out every single day. Okay, that's my public service announcement. Yeah. Um, I see that JP's making a comment how, and I'm, I was agreeing with you, Kim, how, um, it's, it's because it's W2, um, and their employees as independent contractors, you're not, you're, you're doing it at your own risk. And I do do know that in the true independent contractor world, like Marissa is a tax accountant. She's saying that if somebody doesn't pay her, she has to sue them. True. But we're in an undefined space that's balancing between, employment and independent contractor and using both sides to its advantage. So to me, I don't know, to me, in all honesty, these apps shouldn't even charge you and they should cash you out daily. Yeah. I know yeah, it might suck for them. That doesn't really make any sense. You know, I know, the, but I, I'm assuming it's because there are fees. There are fees that they need to pay for us to cash out. So most likely but, that's why they're trying. But I would think DoorDash is a big enough bank where mm-hmm. they are working with a bank that would say, dude, we'll waive those fees if you're going to bring your bank into us. I mean, isn't it a DoorDash credit card? Yeah, yeah. Of all of them. But DoorDash has like the biggest fee. It's $1.99 where every other platform, well, Uber Eats now is $0.80, cents, but almost every other platform is like $0.50 cents to cash out. Right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And DoorDash can easily lower that fee. I think um, part of that is trying trying how they get to you to use that Dash or Direct card. So um, I just want to segue into this for a quick second because I don't want to talk about it. It's messed up, but it's a Dasher done good. But it's a messed up story, you guys. Um, I think it just I, I wanted to bring it up because we keep we, we we've been talking about some of these stories about like you know this poor food delivery person in Florida who got pulled into the house and dismembered and all these other people who are being attacked and all that's going on. And we've pointed out that it's going on everywhere though. I mean, this was just a, a mom, her baby in a stroller crossing the street, some dude talking to himself as he passed them, he said something to the baby and then he just started wailing on his face. The dasher stopped and like, held him down till the police got there and got him arrested. But he just started beating up a baby in a stroller. So good Dasher story, horrible story. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mean, yeah. But Um, I guess my, but part of me saying that too, is that we all, we, we we talk about it like the gig economy is getting nailed. Everybody's just crazy right now. Where, where was that happening? Um, it is. It, it called it. It might be in somewhere near you because it's just. It keeps calling it South End. South End. So. Yeah, I mean we. Yeah, I mean here in New York City and even where. Oh no, Charlotte. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Charlotte. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I mean we were dealing with a mental health issue uh, in a really intense, overwhelming way where no one knows what to do, um, and there's not a lot of resources because you can't necessarily make money doing this. So why why would anyone care? Um, and it just becomes such a, a crazy situation, especially us being outside every single day. Like I'm outside every day. 
yeah. it's rarely where I can be in the house like, and not go outside. I have to be outside doing something. And the more times you're outside, the more likely you're going to either deal with something that you're going to see. Like, should someone jump in? Like, obviously, that situation, I think all of us would jump in. Oh, but other situations, you see people arguing, do you jump in and try to be that good Samaritan? You say, you know, or you say, that's not my business. Keep moving forward. Like, I don't know. Man. I guess it depends on what it is. Yeah, I just go with my intuition. You know, if it looks like two teenagers, I'm just gonna let them deal with their stuff. No, you're gonna say, "Hey, boys, break it <laughs> up over here. What are you doing?" No. <laughs> but I mean, like something is 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 surreal to me as this. Yeah, I'm getting out of the car. I probably wouldn't be as nice as just putting my holding the guy down either. I'd have a little fun beating on him while the cops are coming. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, yeah, the guy, maybe <laughs> that guy deserves to get beat. Yeah, seriously. I mean. You know, I think to me, like, I I think I've said this before here, but I'm going to say it again. Sorry, I'm going to be repetitive. But I I think it goes down to the times that, like, I really think COVID had an effect on even a lot of people being locked up, being isolated. And I still think we are going to continue to see the effects of a lot of mental issues and a lot of mental health things that are happening and people just snapping and it's horrible and i just wish people would uh, i don't know particularly with the younger with the younger people it affected them in like kids young adults people still trying to figure themselves out it's it's devastating even to even this little situation with the air being you know the way it is here in new york city Mm -hmm. um people still driving aggressively impatient i guess they're trying to go home but it's like oh hold on a second it's it's hazy over here how about we all drive and chill that's still intense angry i'm, I'm here for myself that whole vibe happened at least the last two days uh it, it, it's just, you guys always drive though yeah, it's a little bit more it's a little bit more intense i, I would say that at least for the last two days new york on high alert they're like oh, we're mad i want to go home get out of my way and i'm like hold on how about we all slow down i don't know but i think that's where the situations are getting more intense different obviously what happened three years ago even this little situation here and people some people don't know how to handle it so shyana up in up in your up in canada like does like does this kind of stuff is this kind of stuff happening or are you like going what it was wrong with you people yeah. <laughs> people beating babies in the street <laughs> like, yeah. well i don't hear any stories about people beating babies in the street that's for sure <laughs> that's a that's a but, I mean, are, but I mean yeah. have you had like a lot of uber eats and rideshare drivers attacked in the last let's say even six eight months like we've had a we're always having them attacked but we've had really high numbers with it yeah, I haven't been hearing any stories over here. All the stories that I've been hearing lately have been in the states, which I makes sense. It just I'm not doesn't go say on that there, in Canada. Really, like right? everyone thinks, like oh, Canada, everyone's so nice, and we say hi to everybody. No, it's not like that. You know, like you still have some areas that are pretty dangerous. You don't want to go to, but I feel like, like when Hannibal was talking about mental health. I feel like maybe there are more resources here for people mm-hmm. that are struggling with it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why we don't see it as much. But don't get me wrong. We still don't have enough resources because there are still people out there that are struggling with it. You see a lot of homeless people depending on where you live. Um, but I feel like there are a lot more nonprofit organizations here. That's something that's really big in Canada. I know three people that have nonprofit organizations just in my city alone. 
So that's great. I think the mentality is also a little bit different. Like, yes, okay, we're nice, we're happy, we like to help people. So I think that's where the help comes from because you have more people that are literally just said we're not. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are rude. (laughs) It's more, you know, there's the financial side of it, right? But there's a lot more like government grants and all that kind of stuff for nonprofit organizations as well. So it's very different. But no, I don't hear those crazy stories or else. Because like like a Florida man does X, Y, Z in Canada. Florida man. Oh, man. So yeah, when we had Ash on here, she was explaining because I've always, you know, I've always had a curiosity for how medicine and all that works up there. And she was explaining how, yes, everybody has access to medicine, but it's not good you still are going to want to pay and get something better and yada, yada. But I, I actually would go as far as to say, well, on that one subject, I mean, clearly I think there's proof there. You have less incidents. You, you have, you have people who maybe aren't fully treated, but partially treated for. Yes. Because like anyone can walk into the hospital. Like I remember when I had my first, my first child and I was in the mommy groups and it was Canada and U S and we're talking about like, oh, okay, we can't wait. And, you know, we're so excited and all that stuff. Don't even get started on maternity leave because that was like they wanted to kill us because they found out how much we have. But just given birth, some of the moms were like, oh, we're going to have to spend X, Y, Z. And I was like, what? You're you're bringing a child into this world. What do you mean you've got to go into debt to have a child? Oh, yeah. Like, it made no sense to me. But it's a reality that's in the States that we do not have, you know, yes, you can walk into the hospital and, you know, ask to see a doctor. You're going to wait maybe 12, 15, 18 hours, but you'll be seen. Right. So the waiting is the only thing. Cause obviously the waiting is the thing. Exactly. And and that's how Ash worded it to us too. With the, with the, what she called the bad one. She's like, you can wait 20 hours (laughs) easily. I mean, can you go home? Children's hospital, any hospital. (laughs) you're gonna wait but it's free so is having a child free in canada having a child is free in canada once you have your medicare card anything medical is free in canada you can go private so let's say with us anytime that we need to go see a doctor and it's really urgent we're not going to wait 12 15 hours in the hospital we'll go private but then your insurance company at your work like my boyfriend's work it covers that so Whatever we pay it, I mean, but does then it we cover it, it all, or is it kind of like us? You have a deductible, and it depends on which plan you have. So we have the higher plan, so you pay for that, yes, but it's going to cover it. So you don't have to worry when you go to the dentist. You know, no, I'm pointing out, and it's gotten worse here now. Like a, a like on a, on most medical plans, if you go back 15 years, even they didn't work this this badly, but now you have to if you have a decent insurance and you have it privately. Now you have to pay the first ten thousand out of pocket. Then they cover it. Wow. Yeah. Those kind. Those kind of things. Where it's yeah, because like, everybody dude, has ten thousand dollars just sitting there. <laughs> just account, sitting there. You know? <laughs> well, no, I'm saying like if I go, if I go, and I need to spend six hundred dollars at urgent care, that's coming out of my pocket. They might pay like a hundred, but I'm paying five till I get up to ten thousand. Then they'll cover everything for the rest of the year. Yeah. Wow! But then they only post when it's only like a certain amount though that they'll cover the the entire thing. So see, I have, have I have I, I have the as unlimited as you can get it, but the ten thousand because I figure it's basically the only reason I have it's for catastrophic. <laughs> Even 
it's a million dollars. Cool. I'll pay 10 grand. You know, like, <laughs> catastrophic cap. Steve is always in those mountains. Though. <laughs> there are um, insurances though out there that you do have a deductible, but say you have like a really expensive surgery, they only cover up to a certain amount of like that surgery. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. USA insurance is more like a casino. It's like, okay, how little can I pay and how much can I get out? Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're thinking the same thing. We're just trying to figure it. It's like a casino. I mean, I've always, here's yeah, one thing I've always looked God, into I'm... because I do a lot of backcountry yeah. stuff and I'm pretty hard on my body. I've all, I've never wanted the plastic replacement parts if I ever need them. So, like, my plan, just for example, will cover titanium. Hmm. Makes sense. Which yeah. is huge. I don't want to get a, a knee replaced if I blow one out with plastic and have it replaced three times. I want titanium. I want to become bionic. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just very not bionic, not DuPont. <laughs> not rubber band. Yeah, I'm just very fortunate. <laughs> I'm just very fortunate that I'm on my husband's insurance. I honestly I I'm very grateful. Just here like it, just looking at going through as a gig worker, looking at Stride or any one of these companies that have private insurances, you look at them and go, "Whoa." <laughs> I don't think they what do you get? Do you get anything? <laughs> well, the like a really like, high deductible, that's what you get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually let's look into that. I don't it don't look up, uh, look appealing to me when you see those. JP, I am through the marketplace. I there was this year was a screw up. I've been with Blue Cross uh, Anthem for years and now I'm with a different company. Long story, I won't get into it, but um, yeah. It was not it wasn't a happy ending and it wasn't nice Steve on the phone with him. <laughs> so <clears throat> But uh, John um, is going to talk about this uh, DC partnering DoorDash thing. I want to hear yeah. about this too because I, I'm wondering if they're getting off easy. Well, DC is going to be partnering with uh, the DoorDash. Essentially, there's going to grant the a five hundred thousand dollar grant or some type of similar to scholarship type of fund for gig workers and DoorDash drivers to get dash cams. They said they're going to be getting estimated five thousand dash cameras. Uh, will be made eligible, will be made for eligible, available to eligible drivers. So, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I think it's a step in the right direction. Because I think anybody who's doing gig work should have a dash cam or some type of recording device. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think all these gig companies should have some type of uh, stipend for all their gig workers to have it. It would save both parties money. I mean, how many times could a somebody who said they didn't get their delivery be like, oh, we have the dash cam footage that you did? Well, I think I think the problem is they wouldn't want to send out a camera to everybody because most people quit. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, they'll send them just for the camera. I mean, like <laughs> me, Amazon. You know, I have an old clamp-on one that's on my that's on my rear view, but I also have Display Ride for free. But I mean, Display Ride's a free camera for anybody if you just pay the twenty bucks a month, and that's real-time upload. So if they grab it, you still got them. Because most, almost 90 plus percent of the dash cams out there are not uploading to the cloud. Uh, that's a good it's, going to, it's going to SD card. You got to yeah. take it out. Yeah, but I mean, like, people are getting smart and they're just grabbing the camera and ripping it out and going. Then you got nothing. Yeah. But I mean, usually so, a dash cam is like for also for an accident or, yeah. I think yeah, at that point, I think if somebody's for gig workers, though, you car, should, you might want to, with all that's been, look at, we don't, we're not, we don't have the benefit of living in Canada where they don't get robbed every time. <laughs> and they're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see, 
seriously like i don't even think i see news that like people die up there by oh other no people. no 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 we we you're have like, our you're not a violent number. you're not a violent people you're hunters it's actually funny my boyfriend was people. just my boyfriend was just telling me that this like <laughs> tiny city in ontario that's like really close to detroit so it's waterloo it's considered the most dangerous city and i'm like we were just there there's amish people <laughs> and like people on like carriages like how is that the most dangerous city it makes no sense but it's, no there I are think some because, areas. i think it's because i actually know this i'm from michigan so i actually think i know this it's because windsor was there with gambling long like 30 years 40 years before detroit had it and so we all used to cross the bridge and i think that's down south of windsor just a little bit it is and I think that became the ghetto of that area. Oh, and see, so, you're teaching me about Canada. I don't really know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I know that Ontario or that Windsor was pushing them out. They didn't want as much problem. Makes so, sense. You know, plus it's near Detroit. I mean, it just all makes sense. <laughs> that does make sense. The the explanation that you gave, yeah. But so, but I do want to ask John about this free camera thing. The other part about this is that I don't know if you know this was the mayor that made this deal. This is oh. the like the mayor of DC who the old AG, the attorney general that was leaving, hated all these companies. Remember, he's been causing so many problems with the big ones too, Flex and oh, Shift yeah, and yeah. all this. And now it's the mayor making this deal. Here's my thing: doesn't now isn't again isn't this one of those times where you've kind of screwed yourself because it's going to be something they can hold over your head and say, well, we gave you those cameras. No, it's probably the deal's probably with the company who they're, they're going to get the cameras from. Uh, Cause you, you think they have this deal for $500,000 and 5,000 cameras. It's probably, you know, it's probably not Sony, but it's probably some company like that. That's getting all of that $500,000 to the, right. is paying it. Yeah. I agree with Steve. This is, this is some, you know, well-wishing, Let's come in, try to, you know, because I'm sure DC, there's a lot of crime going down, clearly. Uh, uh, so yeah. these cameras are going to help. Uh, DoorDash is looking to help, trying to make things safer. So no, I think it's a little bit of, you know, trying to make sure everyone's happy. You know, that that's, I do agree with Steve on that one. Because look, if, if, if it comes down to like the new AG or whoever going, now we're going to push that one thing. They're going to use, we give you free food around voting. We yeah. do this. We look at these cameras we bought. Cams, Leave we us alone. Yeah, just keep, keep keep messing with shipped and Amazon. <laughs> but I mean, you crossed the political line too. Is my point? Like, like this directly was done with a mayor. Like, th this isn't okay. even hidden. It's not even like a group. It's the mayor. Got to get your beak wet now, man. I think you know, DoorDash said, "Eh, we haven't done any good publicity lately, and haven't been in the news. Yeah, let's choose DC and do something good." <laughs> I don't, you know, to be honest, look at how often we're looking for good news. I don't think they ever care. I think they are of the old school mentality that any news is good news. And yeah. so let it all be bad. <laughs> They're still being talked about. So, so you're saying they're Uber. Uber. Like, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. My little brother Uber. Um, but before, yeah, before we go to uh, this, uh, to Kim's story, I did want to, because I want to make sure we hit this. So there's two things in Canada that I wanted to ask uh, you about since you're here tonight, because 
no way do I think these things could work here. But so Amazon Canada and DoorDash are teaming up for an exclusive offer. Don't see yeah. how that would work here. But the other one that I thought, and we've, um, uh, Walmart Canada pilots rapid gr uh, grocery delivery with skip the dishes. And they've got 30 minutes on that thing. I don't know how that's going to work. Because the area where they are, like they were, it was talking about more like the western part of Canada. Yeah, yeah. That's yep. that's a lot of space. That's what cover. I was saying before. Like, dude, you have people that live all like it's a lot of land. It's it could be a it's long really way. Land to cover. So how are they going to guarantee that a customer is going to get their groceries in thirty minutes? The drive can be thirty minutes. But here's <laughs> but here's my thing. I, I, I don't know a ton about Skip the Dishes. I know that they're pretty big where you are. Yes. I know that they're, uh, they do well as a company, probably better than some of ours. But Walmart is not going to team up with something and say this and put this out in the news just to watch it fail. Even if they could say, hey, it's Skip the Dishes' fault. They, wouldn't do, they just wouldn't do it. There's got to be no. a plan because they really are going to... I'm not advertising walmart but, but to be honest walmart's pretty good at following through on their promises they have really good processes internally right that's why they work so well it's just like Our logistics you know, know for yeah exactly and it's like no matter how much we want to like say oh mcdonald's i know kim loves her mcdonald's but some of the mcdonald's when you go pick the pick up the food it's horrible because the one in my area don't even talk about it but they're known to have a process you take the process, you apply the process, and it's going to work. So I have a feeling, because they were talking about having specific warehouses just for this in specific locations. So I have a feeling that they're not going to open it to everybody, let's say in Alberta. They were talking about Al uh, Winnipeg, Alberta, and something else. They're not going to open it to everybody because that's just not going to be possible. So I feel like they might contain it to a certain, you know, like a five mile delivery radius kind of thing like that and i honestly don't see how it can be for everything at walmart because that's just yeah the, I mean, there's I know. Actually a, go ahead i was gonna say there's an article that i read that walmart uh they're building this thing that basically like it's a contraption that allows them to essentially fill an order um all through a machine and do it in like i forgot how many minutes but uh, I have to look up the article, but it sounds like that would be the only way they could, this could really happen is if they have that machine that essentially, as soon as you put in the order, uh, it basically picks everything in five minutes or less, and then uh, it's ready for a, a, somebody to drive it within that five minutes. That would be the only way that really works. Are you, are you, is, that sounds like a robot. They're talking about a robot, John? Yeah, it's like a robot. It's uh, oh, I forgot oops. the name of it. I was looking up an article oh, uh, snap, like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <What'd you> go <laughs> Hey man, when, when they start populate, if they ever start populating here in Colorado, just know shoot at least there's one guy <laughs> who will be taking them out. <laughs> uh, I will not tolerate it. I'm gonna have a lot of fun with it. There's gonna yeah, be I'll robots. Just, I'll just go walk around with a nine iron. Yeah. I'm just wondering though, how are they gonna dispatch the driver? quickly enough to be able to do the delivery because well, i understand so you, don't, you don't you don't have a spark though right you don't have no a, no we don't have spark so you don't have something running out of walmart like spark no 
the only thing with Walmart is like, you know, the DoorDash, Uber Eats kind of stuff. So That's my it. only thought is that they're going to have somebody inside shopping it and then runners outside, like in a spark type fashion, but a little bit different. Or it'll be like pickup only, but we'll deliver it from our store to your car within 30 minutes or less. Are are, are they guaranteeing mm. this time? Or this kind of like it's just a sale, like a sell sales point. Like it's just like something to attract people. But it's like, uh, I haven't seen uh, like a dollar guarantee, but I've seen the word. Yeah, game. it's not like a Domino's thing, like free yeah, pizza. Right. Yeah, yeah no, I haven't seen like minutes. a dollar or like you're oh, going to okay. save 20 if they're late, but I have seen the word guarantee, so I don't know what that guarantee wow. means. But if they're it's smart, right. what they'll do is like 20% off your next order. Yeah. Well, you know, dude, to be honest, they're, they are smart, and it's probably even worse. It's probably like, if we're late, we'll knock that five ninety nine delivery, <laughs> <laughs> delivery fee out. <laughs> you know, like, but it's smart. Yeah. But here's my. But here's. But the point with Walmart is, I don't. I other companies. I would. If this was an Uber project, I would expect it to not even launch. It would just fail before it even started. Yeah. But when Walmart puts its name on this, it's not like they're just going. We hope this works. Like there's definitely a case study that was <laughs> their dealer. <laughs> but there's, there's definitely a case study that was made on this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I and but I'm with you. Like how do, how I mean some people live a, a half hour from the Walmart. So even if it was ready that second, that's not gonna get there. Yeah, limited like, delivery you're... radius. Gotta be like five miles or less. And then what do you do in the winter time? Like in the wintertime, the roads are canceled. The program, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't you can't have that type of program in the winter. Oh, that was it might last take you month. half an hour just to clean the snow off your car. Like it's. But if it's anything like Spark, it's only as good as your Walmart is. Like there's always like I don't know about anybody else's Walmart, but like there's always staffing it. So if one person calls out, it throws like the whole process off. God, if two or three people call out, they might as well shut down the whole Spark process just because they're so far behind and you're sitting there for an hour to 20 minutes. So I feel like this process is there too. Yeah, I'm on the Spark message boards. But this somebody in the morning calls out, the day is shot basically. Yeah. But from what I saw, this isn't going to be like in a like in a Walmart let's say superstore or whatever, where there's going to be customers. It's going to be like a, a ghost distribution station. center. That's right. going to be, be the robot. The oh, big the robot. There we go. Or it'll just be, be really fast Canadians. Canadian bobsled team. Just going. <laughs> I mean, are, are they ready for robots to like, make sure these orders don't get out on time? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think they're going to want to blame people for a while. So I, at least for a while, I think you're going to have some people. Oh, It'll probably sure. turn into like what we do to our Amazon workers here in the States. We give them a Gator bait, aid bottle and a uniform. And that's their bathroom. Wow. <laughs> so sad. Jesus. It is so sad. It's the kind of thing that I just, at least in my head, I imagine this doesn't happen in your country. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we we have uh, what is it the the human charter of rights or something or the other? Yeah, I mean, I think we're supposed to belong to all that stuff too, but I just don't think we like paid our dues or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other thing that before before we move into this Kim story, the other thing that I wanted to ask you was so I saw I liked this I saw that because we don't often talk about skip the dishes and stuff. It's not here, but. I skip the dishes launched an online inflation cookbook. I like this. 
Um, I don't know why the other apps here are doing it. It sounds great. Like how to feed your family kind of based on like other orders that you've done or whatever, like how to feed your family cheaper for the same type of meals you eat. It actually looked really cool. I was looking at the article and um, I didn't download the app, but I was looking at the video that they had of it. And it's really cool because you can put, um, they tell you like how much it went up or went down and what went down. And then you can decide, okay, well make recipes from this. And then it shoots out the recipes and it has like the shopping list and the ingredients and directions and everything. And you're like, what? This is like a meal that I would normally order in a restaurant and now I can make it. Yeah. I mean, seriously, why is why is Instacart not doing this? They're trying. Because it's Instacart. Are they? The whole Chat GPT. I know, but see, like this is a perfect example. I feel like Chat GPT steps behind this because this is saying, "Hey, you're on a budget. Things are tough. Here's the kind of food meals you eat for about seventy percent of the price." We're just saying, "Hey, we got this thing that if you can't find mustard, it'll tell you which other mustard to get." Like, this who is, are we? Hey, I, this is, <laughs> we'll tell you to get mustard seeds because we all know Instacart substitutions aren't the best. <laughs> I mean, I saw the thing with Aldi too. I see that we're trying to make those race for the the clock. You know, like you know, well, I, th- I think Aldi was it an hour. Aldi's guaranteeing an hour through the Instacart app, but they've got like a ghost couple ghost stores going too. But I mean, why can Walmart do it in thirty minutes? In why, Canada, why are we, why are we everything's looking, farther. Why are we looking to get things as, like the fastest way possible? Like, do you need your groceries in thirty minutes? I mean, yeah, that's I now. If you're thirty minutes, I'm ordering DoorDash. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, why? Yeah. Why are we pushing? Because we're, we're that's the reason why Amazon employees in the warehouse are going to the bathroom and a Gatorade bottle. They're they're so afraid. How lazy we are, and how lazy they're making us though. Like. Look, we know you only order when you're out of groceries and there's nothing to eat. We know that you'll go, I need groceries and I need them now. I need them right this second for <laughs> just to go in the fridge. And st- it, it just so like you're going to order food anyways. We're turning so, into Wally. We're turning into the movie yeah. Wally. <laughs> yeah. But there's a there's a group of workers that are going through it to get the next day shipping done, to get the one day shipping done. Yeah. Where every time I see a, a Amazon delivery driver, they look exhausted. They look out of it. Oh yeah, they're they're overworked. They're probably underpaid because we want it right now, and so it's really difficult to even talk to some people who are fans of DoorDash, Uber Eats. Hey, you should tip more. Like, eh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, you know, I don't know about like, that. I don't know about all that. <laughs> that much? I don't know. They get, they get enough money. I and want it right now, though. And that's something else, but. Before we hit this this last story of Kim's um, tipping in Canada. Yes. It's not, I mean, I know it's not most, I, I've done a lot of travel for production work around the world. And I know tipping is not prevalent in most places. Pure even, it's getting pretty bad. We don't even see tips anymore. But do you guys even, are you, are you guys even getting tips? Or are you getting a better base pay? I mean, I guess you get free medical, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> 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 so our, yeah but we're we're heavily taxed it's insane um so th- our base pay is higher so let's say with doordash the doordash base pay in my area i could only speak for my area is four dollars 
and um, let's say skip the dishes, it's $4.45, Uber Eats, it's $3. Tipping, it depends on the area because, so I'll speak for Quebec. Quebec is very big. You have a lot of different municipalities. And then let's say if you're talking about Montreal specifically, you have a lot of tourism and you have a lot of people from different countries that come to Montreal. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have a lot of different cultures which feel differently about tipping. So this is why it depends what area you're in. You might see better tips or you might see worse tips because some cultures just, they don't tip. It's not something that they normally do. Whereas another area, you're going to get a lot of tips. So personally, in my case, I do get pretty good tips. Um, I don't see anything like Kim sees. Every time I see Kim's videos, I'm like, I, I need to go where she is. <laughs> because I don't see that. But I do get decent tips. But then you also get a lot of people that just don't tip. And so you're like, you're so in, you're kind of in a different position because if every if every order is whatever you in the fours, which is still just ridiculous. That four dollar base, yeah, four dollar base pay. Yeah, man, I mean, I'll, 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 tip I'll take that. But does that mean you pretty much take every one? Because the only thing no. other otherwise you're looking at is miles, right? I mean, no. you're just looking at miles because the bait you already know that's all being paid, maybe a tip, and of course that'll come after. So. Yeah, so I I don't take no tip orders um, unless so with skip the dishes they have this thing where like they top up your order and all that kind of stuff. I actually spoke about that in one of the latest videos I did. So it ended up being twelve dollars for like two kilometers, but that was a no tip order. But because the area where I live, it's considered like a suburb, so there's not a lot of drivers. So already they give us like a top up, you can call it. And then when your acceptance rate is above a certain percentage, which I don't know how, but my acceptance rate was above 80. And I was like, this is weird. And they topped that up as well. So I had kind of like two top ups on that order, which is why it came up to $12. Mm. But a note, like I had one today, which was for something because my acceptance rate was 70 whatever percent. So it was for something plus the four dollars because I'm in a secluded area because I'm in the suburbs. Yeah, I would think they would just take the acceptance rate away for you guys because it's almost like you're yeah. just taking every one. I mean, yeah. I get it. Now you can see. I'm glad you can see in some way if there is a tip. Yes. So with Uber, when I started with Uber, I couldn't see tips. Like there was no tip transparency or anything yeah, like no, that. No, no, no. So everything came in at three dollars, and wow. it's like a guessing game. But the area, especially where I am, it is such a big area that you don't want to chance it. So my DoorDash acceptance rate, which is actually pretty high right now, it's at like 12. Um, Uber Eats is at eight. Skip the Dishes is the only one, but it's because it's also not really busy in my area. And I'm very part-time, like I'm maybe 15 hours a week, if that much. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I still would, I would just bet just a guess that you guys all have accept higher acceptance rates than United States drivers. I I would I yeah, I would kind of agree with that. Because also I it's it seems like Canadians don't challenge as much as well. So I've spoken with a lot of drivers and told them, you know, you don't have to accept everything. And they're like, Well, what do you mean? Like it's in red and it's this. And I'm like, 
So it's just a color. Like you have to read your TOS. You have to, but a lot of people don't do that. And they're just going to accept and accept and accept. And I'm like, and I would walk into a store or a restaurant and I'm like, I declined that order. That's like $3 going 20 kilometers. What are you doing? Like, why would you take that? But, you know, they, they feel like they have to take these orders, which is. Interesting. So you guys, we all need to move to Canada. You're safer. You don't get tip baited. I'm guessing there's never been one tip baiting up there. Um, <laughs> you do get tip baited. I think I was tip baited once, though. So there I'm was. Not a, That's the one. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a. I'm not. It was, a, it was an American on vacation. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I guess my point is like even that I don't see in the news. Nothing. None of the stuff that we do here do I see up in their news. And yes, do I look? Yeah, I do look for the website that I'm populate every day i do look up there and they just don't they're not killing they're not killing drivers they're yeah. not i mean the tipping thing if it's not a problem i mean it seems like we've gone down on tipping and they have some level of tipping so it's like probably the same and you have free health care and my advice to everybody is just to move to canada right now just yeah but then taxes are ridiculous. can, can you like get into canada is another question double tax <laughs> So it's like, yeah, okay, you're you're making it, but then the, you, you get spanked with the taxes afterwards, and you have potholes the size of your tire. So, you yeah. know, where's the money going? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm sure it's getting expensive up there too. But the cost of living here, Hannibal has got it the worst, of course. But like we've all got, I think it Kim got bad. it worse than me. I don't right. know how that's possible, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is expensive. Look. I don't think it's as expensive as New York City, though. New York City is ridiculous. Well, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm not in New York. I'm not in yeah, but still, you live in the epicenter of. You couldn't just if tomorrow you had to go rent a place, animal. You couldn't go find it. I'm screwed. I'm screwed. I, yeah, I think they want like forty times your base salary. Some places, goodness, like whatever it is, they they want you to know that you can. You can afford this forty times over what what the rent is. It's crazy. So six figures or bust. So Kim is going to talk to us about the. I saw a few ones that I thought were pretty funny, but you're going to talk to us about the guy who wanted it uh, delivered right to the yeah, to the pool so, or whatever. Yeah. So people there was are, a, people are just ridiculous, and I actually yeah. had something semi similar happen to me. So that's why I actually picked the story. So. There was a TikToker, she was a dasher, and she got a text message. She was just doing a regular order and got a text message on the way there. And it was a leave at door. And it was really rude. It was it actually says, um, at the effing pool. <laughs> deliver it, basically deliver it to the pool. And the girl responded back, My job is deliver it to the person's door. I'm not your servant. <laughs> lol <laughs> so first of all the guts to say something like that to your delivery driver to oh. me absolutely wacky and what they didn't show is before that it says please make sure there's condiments forts and napkins please and then he goes to say please deliver it to the pool so on top of all of that, she did not deliver it to the pool. She left it at the door. Did he say, please deliver it to the pool or please deliver it to the effing pool? I'm oh, at the effing pool, quote that, unquote. Because the effing wrecks the whole please thing. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and to find out, it was an eight dollar order. It was all eight dollar base pay. He didn't even. Of course not. You know. So uh, I the reason why I chose this story is because I am literally so close to the beach. I'm literally only ten minutes away from the beach line. I learned my very first year doing any gig work. I do not go close to the beach during from Memorial Day all the way through until Labor Day because I can't tell you my very first year, I fell for it every single time. You see this big order and they say deliver it and it's on like the road right before the beach and people use addresses to the houses on like right below on the beach and they want you to deliver to them on the beach and you're like, no. Like, that's not how it works. And it's always, like, me at door, Uber Eats, it's handy. Like, it's – there. there's so many entitled people. <laughs> it's as to me. It's ridiculous. So but they can't get off the beach and walk over to the street to get the food. Oh, I made them. I'm like, I'm yeah, not going like, to the beach. You're out of your mind. Like, no. Like, that's not how this works. <laughs> I mean, you still – you did most of the work. You took it to the area. They can't walk over – uh, it's just yeah. lazy and being so from literally my very first summer doing this i i said st- i do not go to the shoreline during the summer like i i stay in my 10 mile 10 minutes away from the beach in my own little bubble people drivers you can have at it you can have all those orders i and not only that that the parking oh no but anyway That's it kind parking, of reminds yeah. me of this order because i do get a lot of times please, I'm at the pool, please deliver it to the pool. And I'm, I'm always like, really? Really? And like, if it's in people's backyards and you feel weird going through like a gate and going to the pool. Yep. I don't know. I've, I've seen this happen more often than not. And it just reminds me of very... Or they're the next door neighbors just laughing, waiting for you to get arrested. <laughs> right? Can you imagine? They just called you to the house next door. They're like, hmm, dummy. Look at her walking around on this person's property. It just reminds like I don't know. I to me I feel like this is just an entitled kid somehow, like living off of mommy and daddy's money lounging by the pool that they can't just go to the front door to go grab. I feel food. I feel like that should even just be I, I kind of I guess I thought I just assumed that somewhere because I don't read the customer side TOS, but I assumed that it was, hey man, we're not gonna go digging into your basement to place this food. No, like, you can have it placed yeah. underneath at the door. Sorry, it's called DoorDash. It'll be at your yeah. door. Yeah, we're not gonna, I'm not going to climb a tree for you. Yeah, you know, like climb tree and bring it up to the treehouse. No, oh, like nice. even today, like I had a delivery and the instructions were, bring it inside my door, not outside. I'm like, no, dude, I don't go into people's houses. Your your food's going to be left outside. I'm like, right. that's crazy for the safety of myself. Like, no, your 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 stuff will be left outside. Have a good day. You I can feel like we're going to see a lot more bring it to the backyards right now because yeah. summer's here. Like, obviously, if it's summer all the time, you, you you see this anytime. But I know over here, I've had a few bring it to the back. I'm at the pool in their backyard. Yep. And I'm like, this is so weird and sketchy. Like, you're going through gates. I don't know if you have an animal. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's why I like DoorDash versus the other platforms. DoorDash, no tip baiting. You don't got to worry about that. It's like, uh, it's going to get to your door and that's going to be it. And I'm going to keep that tip. Yeah. Whatever it might be. 
<laughs> it was worthy enough at the beginning. It was enough to get to your door, not enough to get to your backyard. Right, but I'm just, again, it's just crazy. We don't know what the tip is. Well, that one, it was $8 and no tip. It was all basic. Like yeah, I said, to say I haven't delivered it to someone in that pool, that would be a lie. I've delivered it to a couple people that have been by the pool. But this blatantly rude, I probably wouldn't say your your orders at the door. Come get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not after you're rude. Yeah, too much dignity after that. So yeah. you guys do not. I'm guessing there's not a chance, maybe, but that you have the uh, hourly pay for DoorDash. We don't have that. Well, I don't have it. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know how that would work if all the orders are four bucks. You can only do two an hour. Or... I don't know how they would do the the hourly pay because wouldn't you have to make sure? Well, it's the same thing with you guys, though. Like every state is different, right? Like every yeah. area oh, is yeah. different. They, they don't change a ton, but it's somewhere between 13 and 17 everywhere in the United I States. I don't have it in my area. We don't, yeah, we don't have it here. Well, I mean, if you do have it, <laughs> they don't need <laughs> it. They just. People got enough enough people here to do it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. If you have enough people that are doing it, and that's the thing. There's a lot of people here that are taking those no-tip orders. So do they really need to do that? Not really. Well, I think the thing is, is it's I think the reason that DoorDash really wanted to push that. A, I think they if I think they are completely engulfed in seeing how low of orders we'll take. I think this is like half of the team is spending. How low will they work for? And I don't know. I, I'm of the impression that the hourly people, I know like uh, delivering with Ellen, Ellen has tried it and she got a couple tip orders, but I'm one thing she mentioned that I've heard from other people that have done it. You're getting all the long mile trips. They're basically using it to get all the crap out. Well, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be basically, if they can give it to you on an hourly, they're going to perfect their algorithm to, you know. Right, but then if they the have you out. driving 25 hours to rural out of Denver and then 25 hours deadheading back, or 25 miles, I mean, you know, to take to take this order, that's a whole hour. Yeah. And I'm now, and I now wasted 50 miles. I mean, I'm. But you got $15. Yeah, exactly. You got a higher base pay. Right, but now I got to go replace that two gallons of gas so there goes so i made five dollars i heard it was really yeah, good at the beginning it. when it just came out uh, yeah taxes <laughs> We're yeah. Here. yeah um but uh yeah i mean that was that was really it uh there's more and we'll hit on it tomorrow night but the other the only other thing that i had was there we have a few stories on instacart we will definitely just plow them tomorrow i am like livid with them I do understand where they're going now and they do. I see that it is now technology. It's like the only technology company. I thought they were going to be done. They are getting their value back up. I think they're just going to become tech. They also have the feature to um, now have favorite shoppers. Um, I think that's very, I think that's very smart. I don't know why they didn't do that long ago. Um, And uh, they, and then there was a story about, you know, again, another one from daily dot, but same type of one as Kim's that Instacart driver carries an elderly customer's groceries. And she, she got in touch with her to tell her she was, is there any chance you could do this? The tip was in there. She removed the tip. Mm. That's crazy. So the elderly are now tip baiting. 
So yeah, don't do think because they're old that? and cute, they're nice. <laughs> what hey, grandson or grandmother sorry, told I'm them a... about that? So, hey, Grandma, I know you're on a fixed income, but let me teach you something. <laughs> they shouldn't know about that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's more that we'll be talking about, too, because um, it's like there's there's articles out, there's videos out about exposing the pitfalls of Instacart um, in a uh, Texas family. And this is in Austin where we always heard from a few different people that it was like one of their best markets. Um, Texas family warns Insta of Instacart shopper theft and how to prevent it. We're going to go through all this tomorrow because there's a lot of Instacart crap out there right now. Um, but I think that I think that we did good. Covered it in an hour 15. It was awesome having you on. Thank, um, you, thank for you for joining me. us thank and uh um and everybody thank you for joining us i know i didn't go through the chat tonight i'm sorry guys um sometimes when we have a guest you know you or if we don't have a guest you know, throw i don't know but that's a wrap <laughs> thank you for an amazing <laughs> weekly panel to our amazing weekly panel and to everybody for joining us tonight or on replay so until next thursday um be safe earn smart uh, peace, y'all, and uh, have a good night. Thanks.